Bill, now we've been friends for 30 years-ish, right? Yes. So our formative years through high school and, and, and all of that, we've uh, all through university, our early adulthood, we've we've been we've known each other fairly well. Yes, we have. That is true. So this song, I think, is going to allow us to dive deep, deep into a number of rabbit holes. Yeah, we're gonna have to be careful here. Yeah, so uh, we're we're gonna be cautious here, but we're gonna talk about crush, and we will eventually talk about crushes. So uh, today's episode, uh, we are gonna be focusing on the song "Crush" by Jennifer Page. You got it. That's not, I don't even know why I said that. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know we got it because this is what we decided on, Bill. That's right. Welcome to Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures. The Crush Edition. Yeah, so um, this song came out in 1998, which would have been right in the middle kind of of our university life. Yeah, I think it came out closer to summer in terms of what I remember. I'm trying to remember. I I remember you told me about the song. Oh good. Oh good. Uh I think I was home from from university out at uh for a weekend and then you you mentioned to me or maybe it was in an email or or something like that or maybe ICQ. Do you guys remember ICQ? Am I dating myself? I didn't date anyone in university. That's right. <laughs> Nothing but crushes. <laughs> ICQ, is that like a messenger service? Yeah, 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 yeah. I never used it, so I wasn't, uh, I, I emailed. I did a lot of long form letter writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you continue to with your with your texts. That's true. Which be novel-esque in length. Um, no, but uh, yeah, I remember you told me about this song. And again, we're, we're dating ourselves here a bit, that this is before any sort of large scale streaming service. So it's not like I could look up Jennifer Page Crush and find the song right off the hop, like on Spotify or anything like that. But when the song came out, it charted so well that it didn't take me long to, to hear it on the radio. And for me, the same sort of deal, because it was on the radio a lot. I worked in a shoe store, and I remember when it first came out, I'd come in for work and... My friend, and he was kind of manager of the men's department. There were only two of us, but he was manager. <laughs> we called ourselves brothers, so he was Brother Mark. And Brother Mark said to me, you got to hear this song. Oh, okay. So, oh, well, when's it coming on? It's coming on. And so we just sat by the speaker <laughs> under, amongst all the shoes waiting. And then when it came on, he just started doing this sort of air drumming thing. But he did a really good job air drumming because he not only just hit the drums, but he was hitting cymbals. And I think he was even kicking his feet right. Oh, okay. So it was coordinated. It was a coordinated air drum. Oh, yeah, yeah. This We took this very seriously. Yeah. So your manager, and, and I'm assuming that would, would have made you assistant manager, correct? Yeah, that would be. I was assistant manager of the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the song, I remember it... Uh, it came along and right away, again, is, is one of those uh, earworm songs. It got stuck in my head and, and uh, I'm going to say it hasn't left. It's, it's always kind of been back in my mind. It, it's such a, such a great little tune. a question for you yes. because this is inevitably going to come up 
why is this a guilt-free pleasure? So I was thinking about this because in my head, well, it's always in my head what I'm thinking, but I was like, this is such a great song. And then I thought, there there are people out there who aren't going to like this, which is what would make this a guilt-free pleasure. So I'm trying to anticipate those who wouldn't like it. Why would someone not like this song? Um, the only reason I can think of that would be a legitimate reason why someone would not like this song is because they're a terrible human being. Okay. I was thinking they might say it was overproduced. Oh, okay. And even though you and I will disagree with this. Yeah. But this... this and our extensive knowledge of uh, music production. That's and, right. Uh, and that, whatnot. Yeah. I think someone would see this within the same sort of vein as the Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera music, even though we're going to argue here that that is incorrect. I mean, it's similar... Uh, I'm, I have the Wikipedia page open here, and it's calling the genre teen pop. Yeah. But there's more of a maturity about it, uh, the way that she sings it. And if if I read Wikipedia correctly, which I think I, I am because it's in English, and that's the only language I can I can read, is the song actually, when it first came out, it was basically just an indie release. They didn't have copies of it to sell. And, oh. uh it was played on a uh, LA radio station yeah. and got so much play and so much popularity that they had to rush out and take what they had, which wasn't, I don't believe, was an overly produced uh, version of the song and and release that as a single. Maybe the uh, the version that ended up on the album was was a little more produced, but I'm thinking that this song, when, when it first came out as a single, the initial sort of wave of of crush that uh, that everyone was hearing was possibly not as produced well i know from uh an interview with her i, I found a there's like one podcast where she does this long interview mm-hmm. where she talked about this and how they had um recorded this in um somewhere in the south i think i don't know if it was in nashville or Tennessee. well she she's from atlanta yeah yeah so they went down she was in la but they they recorded it in the south i believe and then they put the single out to radio station and the way they put it out it was one of those things where here's a new song it's going to go up against another new song and the winner goes on to the next day okay so it was like a uh, a battle royale yeah but it, it was on for like apparently it was no, it was for weeks oh it really was the song so it just kept gaining traction from there so that's where it kind of made its mark and then it, it went out across uh the universe yeah okay so it's um I mean, her story is interesting. She's coming out of Marietta, Georgia, which is a suburb of Atlanta. Yeah, yep. And so she's always been singing. Like, even at the age of five, she was singing in, I think, in, on that page there, you'll see, like, coffee houses and that sort of thing. Yeah, yep. In the interview I heard her give, she talked about how there's a musical family. She was encouraged to do a lot. Her brother's actually a producer mm-hmm. now. He, I think he was maybe seven when she was five. <laughs> I don't know. But they, uh, her she, brother, noted producer, noted, seven-year-old. Yeah. She ended up going to one of those like performing arts types of schools or those yep. high schools that focus on on arts. And then at like 17 years old, she went in a cover band and like moved to Las Vegas. Yeah, and yeah, so she, yeah. She lived in Las Vegas and performed all the time, living in, I guess, a hotel or whatever. And then Crystal Bernard from the show Wings met her. Yeah, okay. And she's the one who then said, hey, give me a call whenever you're in LA and I can hook you up with something. And I guess she just kind of set, gave her a call, said, oh, I'm going to be in LA at this time, which which 
you know, was true because she was just playing in the going whenever Crystal Bernard said she would be yeah. there. She got yeah. there and then got set up as a demo singer. Oh, okay. So this is why her vocals are so mature, I think, is that she's practiced so much. Mm-hmm. And she's practiced making her voice sound like other singers to do this or to do the demo work. So they'd yep. say, I think she only did it for a few months, but if they say in this day and age, say, well, we have a song for Katy Perry. Sing like Katy Perry so we can give it to Katy Perry. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. saw that with Boy Meets Girl when they did... Yes, um, for, for Whitney Houston. Yeah, yeah. I want to dance with somebody. Yeah. Same deal. So this is what she did. And then... I guess when she was in another cover band, she got signed, and then they ended up putting together this album. Yeah, and that's okay. how uh, that's how Crush came about. Oh wow, I did not know all of that. That's, yeah, uh, Wikipedia did not uh, dive into that, but I can tell you that uh, Crush is uh, written in uh, the key of uh, C number sign minor. I think that's C sharp minor. C hashtag minor. Yeah, yep. you see, C hashtag minor, and. Uh, Follows a tempo of 115 beats a minute. Oh, that's what that's what I was wondering about. That's what was coming to my head. Yeah. Usually, when whenever I hear a song, it's just like I wonder how many uh, how many beats a minute. That's yeah. probably like buck twenty, buck twenty five, maybe. But no, no, this is 115. So all right, all right, yeah. great. <laughs> I thought wait, I'd also do some research by calling our friend Jay. Oh, okay, yeah. So he uh, he was also one of the people who loved this song. Yeah, I, I remember that, yeah. And so I asked him if he wanted to be interviewed. He just said an emphatic no. But then he also <laughs> directed me on where to find all the info I needed. He oh, okay. said the reason this song works so well isn't just the drumming, which is what I was thinking about, that the drums were amazing. Yeah. He said you need to look and for that. so did Brother Mark. So did Brother Mark, yeah. exactly. But Jay said it was the bass. He goes, look for the bass, because the okay. bass is what's... And so I, I couldn't hear it until I picked up the instrumental version on Spotify, okay. which is fantastic. Yeah. And then I realized the bass is running the whole show. Oh, okay. It just does what a bass does, which is hang at the back, make sure everyone's having a good time. Yeah. And just keeps the beat. Okay, cool. Nice. Now, would you say that there's a synthy sound? Amongst is are there synths in there's this? There's definitely Can, some keys coming on when yeah. we go into the chorus. Yeah. <laughs> so and the instrumental version really brings that out. Yeah. So so we that also makes it a guilt-free pleasure as soon as the keys come in. Yeah. And we don't know whether it's keys or synths or samples or what what the heck or harpsichord. It's a yeah. That that's when when we don't know what the instruments are. It's a guilt-free pleasure. That's right. That's right. There's a lot of programming on this. So yeah. none of these drums, I think, are like live off the floor. They're looped. So that's what makes the sounds so. I, don't, I want to say consistent, even though drummers always do this, but there's yeah. something about the drum machine sound that can really work. And yeah. so when you listen to that looping drum machine going, mm-hmm. it's great. And yeah. it runs this. I mean, I know I said the bass runs it, and it certainly does. But also those drums are also the drums, yeah. working hard. All right, lyrics, Frank. What I like about the lyrics is uh, there's a lot of sass about it. Yeah. Like the 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 first two lines, I mean, other than the ah, crush, ah, or ah, crush. There it is. Ah, is, I see you blowing me a kiss. It doesn't take a scientist. 
It's great rhyming scheme. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> The, the whole the whole song is she is someone's crush and she's just not into the dude as much as he's into her which, yeah which resonates with me because uh, yeah I am I'm always that dude well there yeah there's there's I've I've I have this in my questions <laughs> let me just read it out loud just because I you've anticipated it have you been on either side of this one oh yeah yeah, I've 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 been on the on the wrong side of this uh, more often than more uh, often than not. Yeah. <laughs> like, does it feel better to be the one who's crushing or the one who has to crush? So the 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 person who's being crushed on or the person doing the crushing? Oh, I thought the one doing the crushing is the one who has the crush, and the yeah. one who's going to be crushing is the one who's. Oh yeah, the one who's going to be crushing is the one that yeah that inevitably crushes me. Yeah, yeah that's because, right. I think it's because of rejection. Yeah, I think it's harder to be you in this case. Well, yeah, it's, I, I, I've lived a very, very difficult life. Yeah, I'm looking forward to your autobiography, Crushed, <laughs> Crushed, the yeah. Frank Pearson story. <laughs> the following girls I liked that didn't like me back. <laughs> I love the flow of that beginning. She yeah. has a way of singing this. I, I don't know. I mean, I know the producers giving her leads as well but she's got such a natural way of singing this where she yeah. moves through those lyrics and that first part so effortlessly you can't even tell when she's taking a breath yeah. actually actually you can you can because that's part of the song yeah 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 and and i think that that goes back to the maturity we were talking about it's it's smoldering and and, and sensual as opposed to like straight up pop right I, yeah I wish that we could pull this off in the recording of our podcast because the amount of time I spend taking off the moments I make a big, loud breathing sound before I speak <laughs> just really cuts into my time. Well, we, we should really, one of these days, we should take all of those cuts and create a song out yeah. of the, all of our sighs and our uh, yeah, sort of... We'd end up with a sort of version of Crush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except not nearly as as mature. <laughs> yeah. So you got a favorite lyric in this uh song well I, I i really do like the uh it doesn't take a scientist line i, I yeah. think that's pretty fantastic because it's like it, this isn't rocket science here it, this is just a crush which is what what basically the entire song is about just like like calm down it's just a crush and in this song so i don't not used to songs where the person is admitting they have a little crush and that's all it is. Yeah. Usually in the song, the person's lying about saying they have a little crush. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not in love by 10cc. It's yeah. like, no, no, you are in love. But yeah. this one's like just a crush. Originally when I was listening to it, oh, no, she really likes the guy. I'm like, oh, no, wait, she doesn't. See, see, that was that was my first interpretation of the lyrics um, until I really like listened to it and, uh, and, and read through them was I thought maybe she was being a little bit sort of coy or sarcastic with it. Was it just like... No, 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 no. It's just, it, it, it's just a crush. It's just a crush. Like, it's not like I faint every time we touch. Like, it's, it, it's like, cause she really is fainting every time she, they touch, but no, it's, uh, it's the exact opposite. It's just like, you know, let's slow your roll. It's just a crush. And what I like about this song is it's 
almost the exact opposite of every single love song that we have done when it's always the guy yearning for yeah. for for uh for the girl and this is the this is the opposite side of it right right Jennifer Page is uh, responding to Gregory Abbott's Shake You Down. She's like, no, 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 no. calm down. It's a crush. Nothing more. Yeah, because usually we're like, oh, I remember when I felt this way. And now it's like, well, is there a time I had to let someone down easy? Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember those. I I don't remember that as much as the (laughs) the pain that I feel when I've been crushed. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to... Confessions with Bill and Frank. Sorry. Which would be another, that was the other name we had for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the part that I really liked, and I'm sure this is the bridge. I'm almost positive. Okay. Because it, it, it leads back into the song. Yeah. But it's the line, vanilla skies, white picket fences in your eyes. And then she says, a vision of you and me. And then there's that drum. Yeah. That, like, that's incredible. And it runs back into the, runs back into the course. And you are correct. It is the bridge because I previously pulled up the lyrics, which actually had everything labeled chorus, verse, and everything. And that is the bridge. Perfect. We still don't know what a bridge is, but. (laughs) I think we're getting close. Yeah, exactly. So um, that line there, the white picket fences in your eyes. Yeah, that's where I knew for sure she's the she really does mean it. It's just a little crush because the guy or the person who loves her yeah. is dreaming of this future, this idyllic sort of future. Yeah, and she's like, no, 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 this yeah. isn't what I want. And yeah. it's fair enough for her where it's like, no, I don't think you'll be, you know, trapping me in a house with a white picket fence so I could be whatever you you want me to be. Yeah, like the, uh, like some sort of uh, misery situation. Right. I was just thinking like a Stepford wife, but sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, vanilla skies. I just before I got in here, I thought, wait a sec, what's a vanilla sky? I know it was a Tom Cruise movie that yeah. I never want to watch. Yeah. But apparently, vanilla skies, at least in the Tom Cruise movie, which I think came out before this song. I'm trying to remember. If it didn't come out, it came out out in around the same time, yeah. So, I only know the Vanilla Skies comes from a reference to a Claude Monet painting. Oh, okay. The Seine on something or other. And um, I was thinking, like, I don't like the idea of a Vanilla Sky. Isn't a Vanilla Sky, like, going to be kind of like a creamy white? Isn't that kind of dangerous? And then I looked at the painting. I'm like, that looks more like a... Maybe a Neapolitan sky at best. So there's like strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate ice yeah. cream all involved. I think it was more strawberry and blue. So I don't know what did the Manet, French is. Did Manet paint with ice cream? <laughs> it I certainly wasn't vanilla, yeah. from what I can see. <laughs> but uh, I've been accused of being very vanilla in lots of ways. So. Oh, yeah. So there's my favorite lyric. I was sort of picking up on that one too. The other thing that I really like, the other lyric that I really, really like... And I love that it's written down in here. 
When was the last time you heard sha-la-la-la, sha-la-la-la in a song? Hmm. Like, I know it's not lyrics necessarily, it's not words, but it's a, I don't know. There's just something, there's a bit of a throwback there that I, I, I kind of really like. It's it, almost reminiscent of the uh, the Motown groups in the, in, the, in the 60s, right? Or Counting Crows. Didn't Counting Crows oh, do a yeah. sha-la-la? Yeah. Did they write it down in the lyrics, though? I'm just wondering. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure he wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> He's busy dating the cast of Friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, we we talked about how great the music is. Mm-hmm. We talked about how great the lyrics are. Do we jump right into categories? Are well, let's, there? I want to touch on the video just a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The video itself isn't anything too groundbreaking or anything like that. But if there's one way to describe it, it is 1998. Yeah. There's there's a guy with a bucket hat. There's a guy with a sweater vest. And like, I never rocked the bucket hat, but I remember wearing sweater vests like that. And, and, and you know, I got it at the Gap and, oh, yeah. uh, and it was the look for, for a while, like kind of that uh, preppy, almost preppy nerd look with my khaki pants and... And, and a t-shirt underneath it was just like this this reminds me of yep this is how i dressed in 1998 you just described what i'm wearing right now <laughs> we're in a time machine <laughs> yeah, i am wearing a gap uh yeah this i got the t-shirt underneath and uh i got some corduroys i think they finally came back in at least for me yeah well that's the thing fashion is cyclical right yeah, so i certainly hope so yeah so do i <laughs> I wonder if the video got in the way of its success. Like, there wasn't anything too special about it. She's just driving a car. Yeah. I think, were guys trying to kiss her? Um, There were people, like, uh, they were in, like, sort of, yeah, loving sort of, like, playfulness with each other. The one one girl has a a bandana on, which, again, is 1998. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just, there's nothing special to, like, like I said, groundbreaking about it. But if you were, if I was to put a, a music video in a time capsule from 1998, it would be this because it just sums everything up. Right. I never saw the music video okay. on Much Music in 98. So the part of me was wondering if that was an issue that it got radio play, but not video play. Oh, maybe, yeah. Because I don't remember ever seeing the video until YouTube came out. Yeah. So I'm, I felt like it was rejected by the video people, but embraced by mainstream radio well and we were talking about this a little bit and uh i did find where it said it spent five weeks at number one in canada oh wow it was five weeks five weeks yeah yeah and now i'm just going to bring up the billboard because it never reached number one but it reached number three Mm -hmm. on the billboard yep and so i'll just tell you what else was in the top sort of five well let's actually let's go top 10 yeah. When the lights go out, five, five. Have you heard that? The name of the band is Five. Oh, yeah. Five Ive, because it's the number five, then I-V-E, oh, right? Okay. I called them Five Ive because I, I was a witty person, just right. like the other just like you, when millions you of people that called it Five Ive. Like Dead Mouth Five. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Never Ever by All Saints. Oh, okay. Okay. That's number nine. Number eight is Daydreaming by Tatiana Ali. Okay. And here we go. Number seven, Adia. Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, wow. You're still the one. Number six, Shania Twain. Wow. Number five, The Boy's Mine, Brandy Monica. My Way by Usher, number four. And then Crush, 
is number three there. Those are some really big heavy hitters behind it. Yeah. And then ahead of her was Monica the first night, which I don't remember at all. And then I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith. I think kept her out for a long time. Yeah, which is unfortunate because if there's something I want to miss, it's that song. Nicely done. Yeah, I think the Britney Spears comparison is interesting. I saw Mm -hmm. this on the All Music Review. Okay. And what they said is had it come out after Britney Spears hit me baby one more time or baby one more time. Yeah. They thought it would have done even better. Oh, really? And so the Britney Spears song comes out a few months later. Yeah. So that's how close it is. And then that, yeah. that it kind of revolutionizes pop for better or for worse. Yeah. From there on in. If you think about Hit Me Baby One More Time and then compare Crush to it, Crush is a much better song. Yeah. That's a much better song than all those yep. poppy teen pop stuff that yep. came yep. after it. And well, so she's just a bit early Yeah. for really taking advantage of the whole scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. Right. But uh, and and like we said, or I think I've said probably 17 times already, but there's a maturity about her sound on this. And uh, uh, one of the reviews on the song from Billboard is uh, uh, wrote that uh, Paige succeeds in near in the nearly impossible task of oozing smoldering sensuality without resorting to typical groans and moans. Instead, she uses her notable flexible vocal range to convey emotion of the tune. She's only maybe 25 here, and, but 20, she's... Yeah, 25, yeah. She was born in... in uh, 73? 73, yeah. So she might have recorded it when she was 24, but yeah. this is like... She's singing like someone who's had a whole lifetime of uh, maturity, Yeah, at least what she can draw from. I don't know how she's doing that, but it's incredible. Yeah. Well, there there are rumors that she was in a relationship or, or this was actually written about Joey Fatone from uh, NSYNC. Oh, they, that's... They, <laughs> They, they kept dated. running into each other at, at events and whatnot. Right. And then uh, I guess Joy Fatone was a, a big uh, Superman fan, and uh, she was caught sporting a Superman ring at one point, which oh, really? the paparazzo thought was uh, perhaps an engagement ring. But back then, if she was 25 and 98, like I thought NSYNC would have been a lot younger than that, Yeah, which would have been a little bit uh, creepy. That feels like unfair... Uh internet rumors yeah yeah i think so speaking of unfair mm-hmm. this notion of the one hit wonder has this meanness attached to it yeah and i and i just gotta say that listening to her other tunes yeah that i, I didn't really hear because back then i mean at, at our age we weren't really listening to mainstream radio too much after yeah. we got other jobs yeah but she had other s- records and she had good songs yeah and they were actually hits in other countries yeah. in europe and italy really liked a song called mm-hmm. stranded yeah she released yeah. an album a few years ago called starflower yeah which is good yeah i've, I've listened to a couple of songs yeah it was, so, it was quite good yeah so this notion of being a one-hit wonder she talks about this in that interview is that she's had other hits but also she's been able to make a career 
she did, like if she was really a one hit wonder to me that means you're done right yeah. you kind of quit there's you can't make a living but she has been able to make a living she played for the vatican yeah 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 so right. i mean she's i'm i didn't know john paul ii was a big fan of this song but she <laughs> yeah. apparently she didn't sing this song at the vatican. yeah I think this is the American Idol song. If there ever was a perfect American Idol song, yeah. this is it. And yeah. they could only dream of having a song this good. Yeah. And they could only dream of having a contestant who can pull this off. Yeah, exactly, right? Because she seems like she'd be the type of person who would kill at American Idol. Yeah. But at the same time, when you sign an American Idol deal, which she talked about, it, she's just kind of gave a warning of sorts saying she feels for those people because once you sign a deal they take all this yeah. money from you and they they make you work all the time and yeah and we we talked about that uh, in the Carly Rae Jepsen episode yeah she was she said she got all the exposure of finishing third on Canadian Idol but wasn't saddled with that terrible contract yeah so the, to me this this song I think we'll be looked back over the years and people will revisit it and I think a lot of people don't know it's Jennifer Page we know it because we're yeah we're who we are yeah <laughs> but uh like and and our friend jay of course will know it because yeah. you know he's got a great ear for music well yeah and brother mark and bro oh yeah brother mark of course we still talk about this i'll have yeah. to give him a call later to let him know yeah <laughs> uh so uh i think they'll look back on this saying that this was sort of like a proto-pop the sort of pop that made huge waves in the 2000s this yeah. was just ahead of it yeah 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 i would uh i'd agree yeah and, you know, if she can make a living at doing this, then that's better than well, being... She's, she's still doing well yeah. for herself, yeah. right? Maybe she's living in a life with vanilla skies and white picket fences. I mean, that's a, a successful uh, life still right now for her too, right? Yeah. Well, that's well, well put, Frank. Okay. We think some categories here? I think some categories. Okay, I got uh, same song universe. Yeah, so you said this is like Shake You Down, or at least the other side of Shake You Down. Yeah, yeah this is this is Gregory, uh, Gregory Abbott saying just like, I love you, baby. I want, like, this is... Yeah, like, I want to shake you down. I want to shake you down. And she's like, eh, it's a crush. I got one. This is the other side of last Christmas. <laughs> so he's like, I gave you my heart. She's like, yeah. it's just a little crush. Yeah. He goes, oh, you gave it away. Well, because it was just a little crush. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So this is, a, <laughs> yeah. And it kind of anticipates next week's episode yeah. on last yeah, Christmas. Yeah. If our listeners are, are astute here, they, they might figure out what, uh, what song we're doing. Yeah. Because we just said it. <laughs> Very astute. <laughs> um, I was thinking mixtape. Yes. Yeah. So I had two good songs I think would work on this mixtape. The one would be This Kiss or Kiss by uh, oh, Faith Hill. Good one. Yeah, that's great. For two reasons. Well, the song the song itself, they, they came out at, at similar times. But Jennifer Page, she says it doesn't take a scientist, which, you know, referencing science. Yeah. In uh, This Kiss, she says it's centrifugal motion. Oh, yeah. Science. Science. So this is on a science mixtape. Yeah. But uh, the other song that I think would do well on this mixtape that isn't science related would be uh, Can't Get You Out of My Head. Oh, that's Kylie perfect. Oh, you got the vibe. That's perfect vibe. Yeah. That's the song I was thinking of all day today. I was like, what is it? Folks, I did my research. Yeah. I planned something. I am excited. <laughs> 
All right, so my mixtape isn't quite doesn't quite have the vibe, but it has the idea. Okay, and mine is is it a science tape? It's not no, oh, okay. it's like two songs that I feel were unjustly ignored. Even though this oh, okay. was number one in Canada for five weeks, I didn't realize yeah. that. <laughs> These I feel aren't as big as they ought to be, and one is kind of a deep cut that I know Jay and myself really liked way back in the day. We talk about this song, and there's a song by Lara Fabian called "Giving Up on You." And it yes. sounds like Celine Dion, kind yeah, of. She's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I think she's pretty sure she's a Quebecois singer. Yeah. And it is fantastic. And it, it just never, it made its, it was on the radio a lot. So I'd yep. hear it while I was working at the shoe store. Yep. But it never made any waves yeah. on the charts. I, I vaguely remember that. I'm going to have to listen to that uh, when, when we're done here. And the other one is, a, it's a cover song. Oh, okay. But it's by an artist named Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't know if you've heard of her. Her dad is a director, was a director. He It was in a movie. Oh, it was about, in slide, uh, No, duets, right? Duets yeah. with Huey Lewis, a guy named Huey Lewis. So Gwyneth Paltrow, Huey Lewis doing Cruising. Yeah. I have not heard of either of those yeah. people. Yeah. So that was the other song. I remember that song, but I remember I, I remember that really liking that song yeah. too when it so came out. These are songs I really, really like that I feel like they kind of flew under the radar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I thought they did. Like people would talk about it, but I'd say, Where is it in the top five? Yeah. Not yeah. there. Yeah, Except exactly. for of course Crush, which yeah. was, but I didn't know it was. Yeah. <laughs> but I think um history looking back at you think nineteen ninety-eight, name one person. Other than you, Jay, Brother Mark, and myself that would uh, remember this song. I think right now a whole bunch of people have remembered it because yeah. we have brought it back, yeah. which is what we do here. So, yeah, you're welcome, world. Uh, all right. So, uh, let's see what else we can talk about here. What do, you, do you got anything else that you're... So, we touched on this, and this is part of Confessions Corner here. Okay, great. Confession Corner time. Yeah. <laughs> When this song came out, were you involved in a crush? Oh, yeah. I had a couple going on. I definitely had at least two or three various crushes, depending on what social group it was. Yeah. And it was just awful. And and I'm the vanilla skies, white picket fences. If I could only just let go at that age and just not be thinking about the future, what I needed to do, I could have just enjoyed the moment a bit more. Yeah. And I was just crushing and always just running after things that weren't even meant for me even just thinking about it (laughs) it's just like i'm so glad to be out of that and to be it all worked out to to a nice ending yeah but oh it was awful yeah how about you yeah i was i was in third year university and uh yeah there was a there was a girl and i just she she kind of liked me and I liked her, but I didn't know how to how to how to like convey that. Probably I'm 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 all thumbs when it comes yeah. to when it comes to women. Like I got I got no game. So basically, this is the scientist by Coldplay. You're the you're, yeah yeah. Do you, uh, I mean maybe she's listening now, Frank? Would you like to tell her a message? You missed your shot. You missed your <laughs> shot, baby. Okay. I got my own podcast now. <laughs> That I'm doing great. <laughs> that didn't go the way I thought. I thought we were just gonna have a really great moment. Uh, but if uh, if you are the one who uh, Frank was crushing on, and you want to, uh, you know, write into us, please. Uh, yeah. You know, you can you can find us via uh, Instagram 
Uh, I'd say Twitter, but it's so mean out there. We now have a Facebook page. We have set a up. Facebook page, so we've uh, jumped right into 2012. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's where we belong. Yeah, Facebook. <laughs> Who was I kidding? Trying yeah. to be? I'd still put it on Instagram, but. We've covered a lot of ground here. So we went back to 1998. We looked into our own lives. We covered Jennifer Page's life and also let our listeners know that she's still out there and making great music. Yeah. We dove into our our vast, vast relationship failures. Or Can you even call them relationship failures? Because they weren't even technically relationships, were they? But if they were real in your imagination... Then maybe they exist somewhere. Yeah. And so, if you're out there, sort of feeling the pain of love. Maybe it's just a little crush. This has been Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures. Thanks for listening.